Very similar, very similar. Um, Jehovah's Witnesses are conditioned and uh, we were manipulated to believe and preach that we were the only true religion. And um, and when you say Christian, that is exactly what we what we believed ourselves to be the only true Christian religion. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin, and I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. All right, with us today, we have the renowned Australian poet, Daniela Rochford, who has spent time with the Jehovah Witness organization. And we have her here with us today to to share her thoughts and her experiences, because we wanted to see if 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 these if these organizations were similar or if these experiences were similar. Daniela, how are you today? Oh, hi, Aldo. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great on this uh, on this Saturday morning, Saturday night for you. Is that right? Yeah, it's nine p.m. or two minutes past nine p.m. here. Oh man, time difference. Zoom makes Zoom takes all that away. All right, so. <laughs> Daniela, our our audience is mostly comprised of former members of the International Church of Christ, and there's also people that have become familiar with the church through the stories that we've told. Can you explain to us or describe what a Sunday worship service looks like in a kingdom hall? Um. Going to the Kingdom Hall, you had to make sure that you were modest. Your dress, you know, your dress was modest. And as soon as you walked in the Kingdom Hall, there were, you know, um, kind of like a hive buzzing with excitement for Sunday worship. As soon as you walked into a Kingdom Hall, it was like you'd see um, that there were cliques, you know, um, in our organization. Um, and when we were in it, it was like, You'd see sisters, you know, talking in one corner, and then, um, like, as soon as you walked in, there were the magazine um, desks, uh, desk that where you could get the books and the magazines, all the publications that belong to Watchtower. So those and, were um, those tables were set up at the worship service. Yes, right in the back. But when you when you like, as soon as you walked into the main hall, you've got the magazine. Um, shelving on the right or the left, depending on on how they built it. Well, let let me then, ask you if I can. If I can, um, I don't know. You were going to mention the Watchtower pamphlet. I mean, I guess I should have known. Did did the Watchtower magazine was was how much importance was that? How much weight did the Watchtower magazine have in comparison to the Bible itself? The Watchtower magazine, I seem to think, has more predominance in the organization than the Bible does. Um, I, I call the um, I, I call the Jehovah's Witnesses, and I used to be one, so I should know. Um, I call them cherry pickers because they would pick certain scriptures and use it to their advantage. 
um, when it comes to not only the conditioning and the brainwashing, but to also, you know, for those outsiders who you who, who would be willing to listen and, and join as well. Um, just like it, it's like when you read, a, like you get a pamphlet or a, a catalogue that you get tempted to, you know, to want to buy or something interests you in the catalogue, the the watchtower will try and put as much um, emphasis on being saved and um, you know using God as the guise to uh, lure uh, mm-hmm. new members. Um, I see. You know, I when, see. when they were within their publications. Okay. Okay. All right. So now we got the uh, the, the watchtowers in the back mm-hmm. of the of the Sunday service. So so describe the rest of the service. And the rest of the hall, it's just got a lot of seating, and right up the front, you've got the platform with with the uh, the podium, and um, you know where the brother, the elders, go up and you know give their sermons and um, direction um, from the the headquarters. Um, what is the uh, what is yeah. the makeup of the people? You said everyone is modestly dressed, but what's the What's the the demographic of the people that are usually inside of a kingdom hall? Is it reflective of the area that they're in, or is it usually multiracial or diverse? Um, I I would say it's multiracial or multiracial, <laughs> um, but there there is still a lot of segregation. Um, and I'm as a you know as an Aboriginal person, a black person, there are some people who are still um, quite racist, you know, and um, white people that are quite racist and they will basically put you on the back burner. You are, sometimes you are not important, you know, whereas they might preach about being united in worship of the one true God, but then at the same time, if you're black, then uh, you'd still... um, be considered um, Le- less than. Yeah, less than important. And uh, just to give an example, when um, I think it was like four years ago, um, no, sorry, this is two years before I had left, um, I had pneumonia and not one of them came to see me or check up on me or anything like that. Wait, wait, hold, and, on a, wait, hold on a second. You said how many years ago? Um, two years before I actually left, which is about so, seven years ago. So this is while you were a member. You you were hospitalized? Yes, and I, I had pneumonia. And, 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 you um, said not, and you said not one of them came to visit you. You mean not one of the elders or not one of the members, period? Not one of the members, period. Oh, wow. None. And this, it started to open my eyes, even though I must admit I had cognitive dissonance. So I thought, oh, you know, it's okay. They're just, you know, they're busy with their own lives and and, and things like that. So I didn't think nothing of it, um, even though there was a seed of doubt that was, it kept festering in my mind that oh, something's not right here. And um, I was in a congregation and I, I say this with humor. I was in the congregation, uh, in a congregation where I was the only black person uh, amongst the 
like there was about 79 white people in it. So I, I say this, um, I was the only cocoa pop amongst the rice bubbles. <laughs> so and I didn't really didn't really care until until I started to until I was very sick and um yeah and then it, it became quite, it became clearer to you it became very clear it, it yeah. just really opened my eyes I, I, re- I, I, w- I would love to, to to get back to you know when it became clearer but I, I want to go back to this Kingdom Hall. So it's it's diverse, well, relatively speaking. And is there is there singing involved? Is there preaching involved? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, there's you you start the meeting with your Kingdom melodies. Hey, is then, that what y'all call them? The Kingdom melodies? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we call them the Kingdom melodies. I mean, that sounds and fun. Then, <laughs> Yeah, when you're in, um, <laughs> and then the elder up on the on the podium, he he says a prayer for all of us, and then we all sit down, and um, then they've already got you know um, everything prepared. Like we do the uh, Sunday talk, they give a, a 45 minute uh, sermon, and um, and I think the majority of the time it can it. Um, coincided with the watchtower like there was a it would be a talk that was you know also coincided with the with the watchtower study article that we were to do after the talk yeah and um so there was a study uh watchtower study article and um there was there was a questionnaire for every every paragraph to um test our knowledge as a as a group um, and this is and this is during the Sunday worship service. Yes, sounds yes, like a class. Sounds like a sounds like a university lecture. It it was a lecture, yeah. And if you didn't do it properly, you'd probably get ousted. Mm. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah, that's basically that's basically it. You know, we all put our hand up whenever we want to answer a question, um, or we want to say something that from the paragraph and. I was this type of person where um, I would do diligent study and uh, wait, being. Wait, hold, hold up, wait a second. So you're telling me that the the worship service, like the the main service, was was um, reciprocal. Like people from yes. the audience can interact with whoever's speaking. Yes, like we would put our hand up, and then um, the brother, the elder, would say, "Yes, Sister Rochford," and then I would give my answer about, you know, and and my input about the paragraph and Man. what Jehovah. Yeah. Man, that must have been that must have been people's time to shine. I'm sure people just did that just to impress and look good. No. Um, for me, I I just. I, I love to share, you know, what I learned. Uh, I don't think it was my time to shine. I, um, there were like a lot of people that did, I have to admit, use, you know, that uh, to their advantage to shine within the congregation. But me, I just wanted to share, you know, what I had learned from history and, and the Bible itself. Um, so like I was this um, diligent Christian where I just, I love doing my research at home, and then I used to get excited to share that at the meetings with with everybody whenever 
get mm. to um get to answer. Man, man, I I, di- I didn't know that part. All right, so so now uh, the the organization that I was a part of held a belief and still holds a belief that they are the only Christians in the world, <laughs> and that anyone outside of our church was not a real Christian and was going to hell. So. Is that mode of thinking, is that similar to the Jehovah's Witnesses? How so, or or why not? Oh, very similar, very similar. Um, Jehovah's Witnesses are conditioned, and uh, we were manipulated to believe and preach that we were the only true religion. And um, and when you say Christian, that is exactly what we, what we believed ourselves to be, the only true Christian religion. Um, that would be saved in Armageddon, whilst the rest of the world would be destroyed by Jehovah, Jesus Christ, and His angels when when He returned. Um, and this uh, it, it woke me up um, after I did a lot of research on other cults because I, my daughter, she approached me, and this is after I tried to witness or preach to her and to get her to come back into the organization. And she said, "Mum, you're in a cult." It's a cult. And it was, um, I, I scoffed at my, my child and I said, what are you talking about? No, it's not, <laughs> you know. And it, it was that small seed that was planted, it, it started to fester and grow in my mind. And um, it got to the point where oh, I'm going to do some research on cult behaviour and um, it that was when I woke up and I thought I said to myself, "Oh my God, I'm in a cult," you know. And um, when um, the last time I went to the meeting was after I did the research, and I was sitting in in the Sunday meeting, and the brother said, "To have God's approval, we must obey the governing body," um, which. In the Bible, it speaks of the faithful and discreet slave, which they've actually used to their advantage to manipulate, you know, the masses. Um, so you could hear a pin drop and there was just that, that little cocoa pop. <laughs> I, I said, oh, no, no, that's that's not what the Bible says. No, you know, um, there was only one mediator, and that was Jesus Christ. So I, I just packed my things up and I walked out, and that was the last time I went to the meeting. So this was this was during one of those uh, lectures. Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Pin drop, man. Imagine being an audience in that. Was is that yeah. a common is that a common occurrence for somebody to no, speak up, speak out, and walk out? No, no. If you even try to question or you you speak up, um, you will be um, reproved and you will be basically told off and scolded. But I was a very outspoken person um, and the the elders, uh, I have to admit, they didn't really like me much because, (laughs) you know, I was always asking questions and, you know, being inquisitive and and i just needed to know the truth you know um so yeah wow i i i can i i can i can relate to all of that for sure i I really can so let's talk about let's talk about interacting with outsiders right people who are outside of your organization 
So in my church, we were not allowed to date outsiders, right? And having friends that were outside of the church, yeah, that was okay. So long as you were trying to recruit them, right? Oh and, my God, yeah. And and your time spent with people needed to be around the kingdom. We called ourselves the kingdom. And it needed to be spent around other disciples, right? So you really, you know, outsiders was not really a thing unless you're trying to recruit. So to what extent did the Jehovah's Witnesses do the same thing? Next time on The Reclamation. We were taught that because they were they are under the influence of Satan and his demons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if we associated with them too much, we would be publicly publicly reproved, sometimes privately or expelled. Um, which is what they call disfellowshipped. And, and, um, and that's for being associated with people outside of the church? Absolutely. Even family members 